Hour News. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Good evening. This is the Prime Evening News for today, Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. And I am your presenter, Jay George. In the headlines, UWP leader Lennox Linton has dissected the audit report regarding Dominica's overseas missions in New York and Washington and sheds light on key issues that the common man needs to understand. And for the second time in under six months, government put a cap on gas and diesel at the pump, bringing a much-needed ease on the Barbadians from skyrocketing petroleum prices at least for the next five months. And Britain is the first country to authorize a coronavirus vaccine that targets two variants. Half of each dose of the new Moderna-made vaccine will target the original variant, and the other half targets the Omicron. The news is brought to you, Compliments Digital. The details coming up next. Big station, Q95DA.com. Right on Q. We hear you, Dominica. For as low as $5, you can now activate a one-day Digicel Prime bundle and get unlimited Digi2Digi calls. 25 anywhere minutes, 1.5 gigs data to use as you like. Endless social messaging on WhatsApp, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Plus 7 gigs data to use Digicel apps. Activate a Digicel Prime bundle today in my Digicel app or dial star 140 and a punky. Digicel, better together. Leader of the UWP, Lennox Linton, weighs in on the audit report regarding the missions in New York and Washington and sheds light on key issues that the common man needs to understand. The approach to public office responsibilities is one that raises levels of concern, especially when taking into consideration the lack of professionalism being confronted when duties are not executed to the standard by which the office is mandated to by law. Instead, according to Mr. Linton, people seem to raise higher in positions of public office for performances that are subpar and worthy of termination from positions. We know something I've observed in Dominica. The more public officials seem to be deficient in, in what they are asked to do and the responsibilities that they have accepted in service to the state of Dominica. The more deficient they are, the more unsuccessful they seem to be in the discharge of those, of those functions, the higher they rise in public service. The more they get promoted, the, the quicker they move through the ranks. And you ask yourself, how is that possible? Because the, the individual who was consular officer in the, in the New York mission, back at the time that all of this was taking place. The permanent mission to the United Nations and the consulate of the Commonwealth of Dominica in New York were audited over the period for the period 1st of July 2014 to April 30th, 2019. And uh, from what we understand, what we know, the same individual was 
at the mission in 2014 and uh, through to that period in 2019 um, was the consular officer there, was responsible for the consulate. And that individual has risen to higher ranks, um, now permanent secretary in some ministry or the other. So it doesn't matter how, how badly the work was done, um, that gets glossed over because it, 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 it's not about the work, it's not about the work you do. It probably is about allegiance to or loyalty to or support for a particular politician in office as opposed to doing the work of the state well and with distinction, which all decent public officers with their salt try to do. That was the leader of the opposition, Honorable Lennox Linton. Host of the Kingdom Connection program on Q95, Pastor Randy Rodney, made a resounding call to people who are employed to complete a, a specific task and who do not want to complete that task to resign from that position. This came into light into light revelations of the lack of good customer service and quality care within various establishments and health institutions on the island. He was speaking on the Kingdom Connection program on Q95 on Monday evening. If you're employed to do something and you don't want to do it, leave the job, fire the work, tell the people you don't want that anymore, you'll do something else. But if you're employed to do a job, then you must give it your best shot. Do it until you love it, because what you love will bring you money. It will benefit you, especially those of you in the service industry. Whether you serve people in hotels and restaurants, in shops and supermarkets, or you serve them as police or nurses or teachers, your service must be commensurate with what you are called to do. Because the people whom you serve, quite frankly, are those who pay your salary. They must be important to you. In particular, those of you who work where you're supposed to be giving people care. Your language must be language of care. Your demeanor must be a demeanor of care. And everything you do must carry that. Pastor Rodney added that if these individuals get up one morning and they can't provide the care that they are supposed to provide, they should contact the employer letting them know that they will not be able to provide care today. He made the reference to the care provider provided at the China Friendship Hospital based on his recent experience there. And if you get up one morning and you figure you can't give care today, call your boss and tell them today you can't give care. You know, I, I, I still believe that under the Labor Standards Act number 1970, or number whatever of 1975, I think it was written, you still can, you know, report sick. But don't go there and make people's life more miserable than it should be, especially in the question of healthcare. I've had several issues at the Dominica China Friendship Hospital, and I keep having them, and I do not know. I'm hoping that something will begin to be done about them. That's why I'm writing about them now. The care, we have quite a few great nurses, we have some great doctors, but some of them, alas, they need to get somewhere to be trained, and in the meantime, they need to sit down in the back packing shelves, because if they cannot give proper care, then they shouldn't be upfront serving people, okay? And that's just my two cents on it. Host of the Kingdom Connection program on Q95, Pastor Randy Rodney. We need to have an integrated approach to our country's development with agriculture being an integral part of the plan. This from former Civil Service Association, CSA, General Secretary Alvin Thomas. He spoke on this morning's hot seat 
program on Q95 with host Dr. Thompson Fontin on the subjects of agriculture and the way forward for Dominica in this new era, with a strong emphasis on execution of integrated plans driven by political will from the policy directorate and not just on words based on illusions and grandeur. Mr. Thomas is of the view that if we lack such fundamental principles, we won't see much progress as a country. The Commonwealth of Dominica has already invested close to 1.7 billion on critical infrastructure and other projects since Hurricane Maria. Hence, the remaining financing gap is estimated at about 7.87 to 8 billion dollars based on current government capital expenditure and assuming steady revenue and expenditure, the expected financing gap to deliver the climate resilience and recovery plan to 2030 is therefore 2.5 to 3.5 billion dollars, equivalent to approximately U.S. 90 to 130 million dollars annually. We have to have an integrated approach towards development, which includes agriculture. Until we execute, these ideas mean nothing. They may be well said, well written. And as you can see from the budget, um, there was not that integrated approach. Let me also say, um, and, and, and here comes in, therein lies the question of political will. In 1979, Dominica was struck by a Category 5 hurricane, Hurricane David, in 1979. The following year thereafter, we got struck by that other hurricane again that came in. What's the name now? I don't recall. Don't come to mind. The Freedom Party came into office in 1980. And with the political will, they were able to stabilize the economy and did that over a period of three terms. You had political will and there was integration. In the absence of political will and a concerted effort to integrate, you're not going to get, get anywhere. That was former CSA General Secretary Alvin Thomas. The overwhelming evidence, according to CCM Treasurer John Blanchard, shows that Dominica is no longer as safe as Prime Minister Skerritt has claimed. He says we have a Prime Minister who claims that Dominica is the safest place on earth, but the Minister of National Security holds a different opinion and is in favor of a gun amnesty to remove illegal firearms from the streets, so he questions why the contradiction. Let me just say to you guys that the evidence is overwhelming that Dominica is no longer as safe as the Prime Minister has portrayed it to be. Now, the question that must be asked, why the contradiction? Because we have the Prime Minister stating that Dominica is perhaps the safest place on earth, while the Minister of National Security has a different view and is supporting the idea of a gun amnesty. So we have to ask the question, I mean, is there this distrust between these two gentlemen, or does the PM, or the PM probably does not know what is going on within the minister's portfolio? He claims that the message from their scribe makes it apparent that Mr. Skerritt's statements demonstrate that he is out of touch with the reality of crime on the island and is trying to give the outside world a false sense of security. But he should understand that the leaders, that leaders would have influence and consequences. The scribe clearly states that by the utterance of the Skerritt, 
it shows that he is disconnected with the facts on crime and is placing citizens on a false sense of security. And I want to support that view 100%. Because you see, we have to realize that leaders, you have some, some influence, you, 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 you carry some, some power, I'm, I'm sorry to speak. So when you, when you speak sometimes, people take decisions based on what you said, they might take certain decisions. So when the Prime Minister said that Dominica is safe, Persons might feel, oh, but we're okay, we can walk out late and we can leave our homes. So that is very critical. When the Prime Minister makes a statement, he has to be certain that what he's saying is factual. And um, I want to support the scribe using that, that he's placing citizens on a false sense of security. Okay? CCM Treasurer, Mr. John Blanchard. Dr. Irvin I.P. Pascal noted that everyone else noted that like everyone else, he tends to worry whenever there is word about physical violence of any type. He highlights that as humans, we frequently respond to violence, but he feels the need to draw attention to other types of violence. He provided a quick instance to illustrate what he meant by various sorts of violence, stressing that we conceive and set goals for ourselves that somehow never materialize, particularly when it comes to living in Dominica. I, I often seem to want to focus on, on other forms of violence, and I, I think if you're an 18-year-old who has studied hard in secondary school, um, hoping or having this expectation, what they call it, a reasonable expectation that once you work hard at school and you get out of school, you will find something legitimate, useful today. Legitimate expectation. Yeah, useful, yeah, legitimate expectation that you will find something useful to do, especially if you don't consider yourself lazy and you're very creative and you have a lot of energy and productive force and then you get out of school and there's none of that. Your legitimate expectation isn't met. You have to deal with that. And for me, that's violent. He adds, if an adult has established a reasonable expectation of putting individuals in what is known as a government to promote good wealth and security for the people they serve, then this person should not feel underrepresented or excluded in order to have a personal experience one must be able to meet their physical and financial needs however he also views it as violence if those in positions of control do not foster an environment that encourages positivity and uh, for me that is violence too and i think we tend to forget that because if you if you if you dig out my eyes and then you call me blind, or if you deny me the possibility to prosper and you keep me poor and dependent when I have a legitimate expectation that that is your role, and that's not happening, that is a violence to me or to my human spirit that is worse than any stick and stone hitting me in the head. That was Dr. I. Irvin I.P. Pascal. During episode 6 of The Spill, hosted by holistic health advocate Ms. Shuri Christian, registered nurse Celine Christopher outlined the disadvantages of douching 
while urging women to stay away as doctors recommend that it's not good practice and can lead to many health problems including troubles with getting pregnant. Douching can change the necessary balance of the vaginal flora, bacteria that live in the vagina, and the natural acidity in the healthy vagina. It is also linked to vaginal infections and sexually transmitted infections. A healthy vagina has both good and harmful bacteria. The balance of the bacteria helps maintain an acidic environment, which is what protects the vagina from infections and irritation. As a result, douching can cause an ogre overgrowth of harmful bacteria that can lead to a yeast infection or bacterial vaginosis. If you already have a vaginal infection, douching can push the bacteria further, causing the infection up into the uterus, fallopian tubes, and ovaries. This can lead to pelvic inflammatory disease, which is a serious health problem. Douching is a no-no because the vagina, it can clean itself. It has its normal, natural bacteria to clean itself. So basically, when you douche, you're like squirting this little water into the vaginal canal. Mm -hmm. And what can happen, some water can get trapped in there, and that could lead to a breeding ground for bacteria, bad bacteria. And that now can affect the pH, your mm -hmm. odor, and that can lead to inflammation. And also, when you flush with the douching, you're actually flushing out the good bacteria. So that could affect all the balances going on down here. What I would recommend is that you wash running water, flowing mm -hmm. water. If you want a little soap, mild unscented soap, but do not put the soap into the vagina. Okay. You wash the outside part, the wall. That was a registered nurse, Celine Christopher. The month of August 2022 marks, 100, marks the 184th anniversary of the abolition of the brutal slavery, in slavery system in Dominica and the rest of the former British colonies in, 19, in 1838. It also marks the 43rd anniversary of Hurricane David and the 7th anniversary of Tropical Storm Erica. In this in the circumstances, the National Joint Action Movement, NJAM, has decided to use the month of August to rally the nation to bring attention to many ills affecting Dominica. It has advised the government, the official opposition, political parties, civic organizations and groups to set aside the month as a time for soul searching and reflection. NJAM has decided to redirect its rally, which had been planned for Sunday, July 31st, 2022, to Sunday, August 28th, 2022, a solemn time for a solemn time for soul searching and reflection rally at the Newtown Savannah from 3 p.m. to build greater awareness against murder, gun violence, child molestation, and all other criminal acts. Njam notes that the disappearance of 12-year-old Kanisha Etienne is still in our collective memory and that occurrence serves to remind us all of the need for a safer environment for our children. Still in the local news, former Agriculture Minister Peter Cabon weighs in on the current decline of the agriculture and food industry in Dominica. Mr. Cabon sought to highlight some of the systems that were in place under the UWP administrations and which the current DLP administration inherited when they came into office. Cabon pointed to the regression of the sector rather than the progression of the industries. 
And, and it, it saddened me to be thinking about um, a, a livestock industry at this time because there was a major investment, major plans for modernizing our, our livestock industry. I love to talk about livestock. There was a feed mixing plant that was being constructed in Jimmy when the government came in office and they dismantled it to put their patch carried and they maybe just throw it away or hide it away. But all the equipment was there and all the work was done to be able to supplement um, ingredients importing ingredients with our local um, coconut from DCP and um, other crops that could be used in mixing, mixing. But that is gone, and it can return, but that's 20, 20 odd years gone. We built a, a, a pig breeding unit, a modern pig breeding unit in the heights of Salisbury that was supposed to be stimulus, stimulate the livestock, the pig in the pork industry, and um, that too was... Um, given out to a private individual, I think, and never um, acquired gold. There was investment for a new livestock unit in the heights of um, Mont Prosper. That too, the funding was there, the money was there for that, and that too was just disappeared. So that's for livestock. There needs to be a better system in place to take the industry forward, opines Carbon, describing what we have in place now as just a backyard gardening. We cannot build an agricultural industry unless we have the proper regulations, which is the laws, the proper institutions that will support agricultural development. You can't just go out and give, put money out and say you have agriculture. You need organization. In the past, we had the, the DBMC, that was the, the institution, legal authority, to support production and ensure marketing. That was dismantled, and unless we get an institution with legal responsibility to go out there and organize farmers, organize the production, and, and, and the marketing, then we just throw in money away. You must go to Parliament first, pass the proper laws to establish an agricultural institution that will organize the farmers, organize production, and seek market for our agriculture to take off. Commercial agriculture. What we're doing now is backyard gardening, subsystem farming, just for survival. That was former Agriculture Minister Peter Carbon. In other news, Prime Minister Mia Motley on Monday evening announced that from Friday until January 31st, 2023, Barbadians would pay no more than $4.48 per litre for gas or $4.03 per litre for diesel, regardless of the price of oil on the international market. The government decided to cap the price of diesel for public service vehicles in Barbados until January, Minister Frudnell Marquet announced. The decision was made following a meeting with Deputy Prime Minister Santia Broadshaw, Senior Minister Kerry Simons and others. One of the PSV operators said he did not believe the cap was enough and that diesel prices are still too high. With effect from um, Friday morning, um, we will have the price of gasoline at the pump capped at the price of $4.48 per litre, and with respect to diesel, at $4.03 per litre. That is therefore going to represent a reduction in pricing with respect to both items from where they currently are. 
And the benefit of those prices will pass through, we believe, hopefully, to all consumers and all people relying on gasoline and diesel to be able to do their work. Still in other news, Britain has become the first country to authorize a coronavirus vaccine that targets two variants. Half of each dose of the Moderna vac made vaccine will target the original variant and the other half will target Omicron. In clinical trials, a vaccine generated a good immune response to both variants. This is a two-pronged uh, vaccine. It gives protection against both the original 2020 strain and Omicron. And in fact, the MHRA says that it gives a much better immune response uh, against Omicron, which of course has dominated the infections through 2022 and is likely to continue doing so in the coming months. But the JCVI is much more sniffy about the, the clinical evidence. It says that the, uh, the immune response against some variants is marginally higher and that the clinical relevance is uncertain. So when you look at its list, yes, it's there alongside the, the current uh, Pfizer and Moderna uh, uh, boosters that we've been using up until now, and indeed one from Novavax as well. But the GCVI says it would be much better if the same type of booster was used throughout this autumn rather than rather than sort of mixing things around. Uh, and that because Moderna can't be sure that it can provide all 26 million doses that will be required here in the UK, let alone the millions required in Europe and elsewhere, uh, that is why I think uh, the, the JCVI is a little bit cautious about this vaccine. It's saying that it's much better to get a booster in time before a surge in infections. That's more important than the exact dose, the, the, the kind of, uh, of vaccine booster that you have. That was the Prime Evening News, but first here's a recap of the headlines. UWP leader Lennox Linton has dissected the audit reports regarding Dominicans overseas, missions in New York and Washington, and sheds light on key issues that the common man needs to understand. For the second time in under six months, governments put a cap on gas and diesel at the pump, bringing a much-needed ease on Barbadians from skyrocketing petroleum prices at least for the next five months. And Britain is the first country to authorize a coronavirus vaccine that targets two variants. Half of each dose of the new Moderna-made vaccine will target the original variant and the other half targets the Omicron. The news was brought to you, Compliments Digital. I have been your presenter, Jade George. Of the hour news as a